episode 86, Emma Matthews. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Our partner, The Zone, tees up some great shows. Here's another one. Emma Matthews is with me today to talk about vulnerability and how to fast track team performance by incorporating vulnerability as a core practice in team culture. There's so much attention on vulnerability and leadership today because, well, it's legit. It's the real thing and it humanizes the workplace. Let's get expert insights. Emma, so where does this interest come from on this topic? For years of working in management myself and with teams and leaders, uh, I noticed that, you know, there really is a way to fast track performance if a leader shares vulnerably. And, uh, hey, we really need that, that connection and to fast track it. So, yeah, looking at, looking at that, feeling into it and noticing really how much difference a vulnerable leader can make. And how does a vulnerable leader help psychological safety for employees? It helps in terms of creating an environment where trust is fostered. Um, and that takes presence and connection. So this is key for creating the safety that sets up a ripple, ripple effect. So it's exponential. So a leader shows their vulnerability by you know, owning up to their fears, their weaknesses, or mistakes even. And then this sharing can open up a pathway for cooperation uh, down the track. Can you think of any, maybe it's an example of a company that you've worked with where they build trust well, and this is what they do to do that as an example, or a, you know, tool that, that people use inside of organizations leading their teams that really unlocks trust. Does anything come to mind? Oh, well, absolutely. Leaders that ask for feedback or are really open with their teams about getting feedback when things are going well, but also when things are going not so well. And especially if you think about a leader who's in a difficult situation and a difficult time, maybe you're at poor performance, the pressure's on, you know, the fire drills are coming down, but a leader that can actually share their feelings at that time, their, their concerns, um, fears, um, I'm finding it tough, you know, but now what can I do to help you to be effective right now? What can I do to help you achieve this goal for, for all of us? So I think it's really in those tough times, getting the feedback, sharing that they're there for them, but also sharing what's, what's you know, what is hurting for them or, or what's the, the issue that they're really having to grapple with personally and at a, a, at a level that will take them beyond that kind of surface headspace really connecting in at a deeper um, heart and, and sort of level in the whole person, really. What would be your suggestion on how to encourage a leader to ask for feedback, but to do that in an engaged manner versus a check the box so that it comes off and really sticks? You're right. It has to come from the right intention. Really, what we're looking at is, is building trust. If I say to you, oh, just give me feedback because, yeah, I need to tick that box, it doesn't come across really. I'm not going to give you probably the deep, meaningful feedback that's really going to help you move forward. And yet, if I sort of take the time to say, you know, proactively seek it, um, 
say that I'm looking to improve the way that I'm working with you. Um, I'm looking to improve how effective we are as a team. Um, and you really set the groundwork for that feedback coming to you. Um, and, you know, and you say, look, you know, I, I want it because I want us to be better. I want, I want to be better as a leader and I want us to be better as a team. Um, so really I'm, I'm open to this for the right reasons. I'm not open to it because it is just something I should do. Um, and that actually takes us all into vulnerable places when we ask for feedback, but growth and knowing about how we will grow if we seek this feedback and, and take it on board. And it it is really a, a practice, um, in my mind, Nikki, it's something that we get better at. We, we learn to take on board and, and we can in, and feed off it. And once you start to get into the practice of it and you really experience um, feedback, you start to become really hungry for it. And certainly it's a practice we have. Every time we deliver something, there's always feedback. What was one thing I did well? And what was one thing I could do differently? It's a really quick and easy way to gather feedback. And if you have that practice in your team, then, you know, you can always say, hey, I'm, I'm open to some feedback or, hey, text me some feedback, you know, message me, let me know what I did well and what I didn't. <laughs> so talk about how vulnerability builds relationships, especially in the workplace. So, you know, when you hear someone's vulnerability, we have a human response mostly, um, you know, often strikes us at the heart and we have an empathetic response. And, you know, the more we connect with each other, then the better trust strengthens in our relationship. Um, and then that will grow over time. We get beyond the superficial to the more meaningful stuff that can move us and our organizations forward. So, you know, if I hold on to my insecurities and I don't share my weaknesses with you, I'm slowing down our relationship building and our progress on getting the work done that we need to do together. So Emma, I'd love for you to give us a couple of tactical things that we can do to build relationships like this week, next week with our people by being vulnerable. What would that look like? So I would say jump in there um, this week with your team and share something, you know, that is, um, you know, a weakness for you or a fear or, you know, that you're experiencing right now. And goodness only knows there's lots of fears that we have in business and, and our organizations today and in our world. So, um, you know, that will help you connect with your people. You know, it could be the, the pressure you're feeling with, um, you know, financial performance with them, the way the world is going. And, and it could be anything that you're sort of like going, I really am stuck right now. I don't know what to do right here, right now. So, and then get feedback. So once you sort of share that, I'm, I'm having this problem, I'm having this issue, um, you know, get the feedback and dial up what I just said, your whole person listening when you get this feedback. So, you know, how was it received and the impact that it had on the receiver? So, you know, that's listening beyond the words you hear. It's not what you just, you know, it's what you see. It's how people respond to you. Are you getting more questions? Is there more honesty? Does you know? Do you get a response from people where they go, "Hey, yeah, I was feeling the same," or "I was wondering what was going on there." That that really makes sense now. So you get more honesty. You might get more open conversations and more input. You might even get, and let's hope so, more cooperation. People might say, "I want to help," right? I want to get in here and. Um, 
and take things beyond where we are now. So what does your gut and your heart tell you when you get this feedback? And is your team spirit changing? Is there a rise? Um, is there a more, a bigger connection? And we use a, you know, a term collective intelligence. So are we working together better so that we can make bigger bigger gains we can we can shift beyond what might be you know just one plus one equals two we we can get so much more when we are uh, a better connection and have that collective intelligence hey guys i'm going to share a quote by emma matthews and guess what she's right here right now to speak into where this comes from and what it means to her here's what it is vulnerability is less about the sender than the receiver yeah Well, it's absolutely true because the receiver is picking up on the sender's vulnerability and responding by revealing their own weaknesses or that that sparks that in them. And so they, you know, they don't cover up, they don't cover up or pretend that they don't have any. It makes a huge difference in the relationship building. If those listening do pick up, um, what you'll see is the people relax and connect and the trust starts to blossom. So the receiver picks up on the idea and thinks, yeah, okay, well, I can share what's really happening for me. And it starts behaving like that. So it becomes the norm. And it's okay to admit weaknesses and ask for help from each other. Uh, You know, that's how we grow and progress. And I think you've got a couple of stories that you were going to share on illustrating this topic. Um, I'm going to let you tell those. So the first one is an organization we work for with here in New Zealand. And the whole organization is going agile. I'm sure this is not news for anyone out there. It's It's a big wave going on right now. So, you know, the way we were working with the front runner tribes in preparation for this change and the CEO came along to open the session and shared that he basically had a fear of making this change and that he fears it, um, that he's going to lose control um, of the organization as part of this change in operating style. But he also said that he really knows that it's the right thing to do and that he shared that he'd be working on this as his own personal challenge. Um, and this really kind of made a, a huge effect on the group that he was work, we were working with. The people were really moved by his honesty um, and comments that uh, people made to me was, you know, it felt real and that he showed he's not perfect. Um, he showed that he was working on changing, you know. That's one of the biggest things that all of us uh, look at leaders as being the experts and having all that knowledge. But actually, in reality, there's change ongoing. So how are they dealing with change? And this really had opened it up. So um, for the teams who were being put in, I suppose, a vulnerable way of stepping forward uh, and being front runners in a change, they absolutely felt supported and connected with their CEO. So yeah, so that's the first story. The second one really relates to actually New Zealand and our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. Um, And it actually relates to response that she had to um, the mosque shootings in Christchurch, which were just over a year ago, where worshippers were attacked while at prayer. And over 100 people were shot and 51 died. So this is pretty major for a small country like New Zealand. We don't have these sorts of things happen every day. And within a day, the prime minister was in amongst the families of the victims and sharing how hurt she was. This happened to them 
in uh, you know a country where most had come to live to be away from uh, violence and, and terrible situations. The image of Jacinda in the hijab, you know, was sent around the globe, and humility with connecting with so many had a massive ripple effect. I mean, I think as New Zealanders, we, we were quite surprised at how much effect it had, but I think it showed how much vulnerability can make a difference. Um, and, you know, and in the hours after the attack, she was contacted by many world leaders, um, including United States President Donald Trump. When he asked, you know, what could the United States offer New Zealand at this time, she responded, sympathy and love for all Muslim communities. So a real deep kind of connection about, you know, where is the pain and where is the hurt and what can happen. These words and actions really created trust and safety. It really set the tone in New Zealand where, you know, we're a mostly inclusive and caring um, um, country. And today, right now, it's had a, a, a big effect because when COVID-19 came along and, and you know, we looked at how we would uh, respond in the situation, certainly as the government did, and then we went into lockdown and, you know, we had trust in our prime minister. And as a nation, we feel that, you know, we're on the team to beat this virus and save lives. So it's tough, but we're, we're winning. Emma, I'm going to ask you to uh, challenge our leader listener audience today. How would you challenge leaders to change their mindset on vulnerability? Mm. Yeah, no, it's so true. You're, you're so true about um, people really struggle to change. To be honest, everybody knows it. I was, you know, there's a question like we often know, oh, we know we need to change. Well, that's mostly our brief, you know, we need to change. And, you know, I would often challenge the question is, but are you ready to change? Do you want to change? You know, that's the kind of key. And the mindset that um, they need to have is really about shifting from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So it is about, you're going to have to let go of some stuff, but you're also going to have to look into what creates that fixed mindset. When I say, oh, I don't learn, I don't want to look vulnerable. I, you know, one of the big things when we're talking about this topic, vulnerability, is I don't want to look weak in front of my people. Well, hey guys, guess what? If you go into the growth mindset, you know, you're looking at, I am sharing my vulnerability. I'm being vulnerable with my team so that we can grow together and move and shift and, you know, experience so much more. So it is about stepping into a growth mindset, you know, looking at what holds you back from the change, being real about, you know, what it is you fear and, and don't want to be in front of your team, but saying, what will I get on the other side of it? What is the real goal here? And how can I, as a leader, step into that growth for myself and take take the team there. Emma, thank you. This has been awesome. And you are just really great at getting to the point and giving us action steps and just great stories. This has been really great. We're going to take a quick break, come back to what we call our lightning round. We're going to ask a few questions just to get to know you a little bit better and then make sure that everyone gets to know how they can follow up with you after the show. We'll be right back. If you know me, you know how important it is for me to get fired up and get myself in the zone. When you're at your best, feeling positively challenged and energized, time flies and things just flow 
flow. One of our partners on this show is called The Zone. They're a perfect partner because they help you and your team crush your goals by unlocking the obstacles holding you back from getting well in in the zone. And as a special offer for just you listeners, they're offering 10 free coaching sessions on how to unlock the power in your team. So you can claim your spot, grab one of those 10 spots at www.thezone.co forward slash gut science forward slash coaching. That's going to be available in the show notes. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with one of our partners in this initiative of Gut Plus Science and really excited about Emma Matthews being here today representing The Zone. And we're going to learn just a little bit more about you, Emma, with what we call our lightning round. My first question is, what is your favorite book of all time or what is one book you'd recommend to our leader listener audience today? Yeah, well, one book that I'm recommending right now is The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. So it's the secrets of highly successful groups. Lots of great info in there and um, actually a good section on vulnerability. How about a favorite vacation spot? Well, I do love the Pacific Islands. Um, Rarotonga is you know, very beautiful and certainly appeals right now when I can't go anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. What is your favorite hobby when you're not working? Well, thankfully, it's exploring um, the outdoors and nature. And I, I live in a very beautiful place where I have lots of walkways and um, ocean around me. So I can get out and walk in nature very easily and, and love to do that. How can our listeners connect with you after the show today, Emma? Yeah, well, connect with me on LinkedIn for sure. And um, my email as well is Matthews. That's Matthews with two T's at thezone.co. Love to hear from you. Emma, such great key takeaways today. Truth you can act on goes something like this. Number one, own your fears and deficits. We all have them. Know what they are and embrace them and go at your own pace to work through them. Number two, as a leader, ask your people for feedback. Don't just check the box, but have authentic conversations truly illustrating you want the feedback and you've heard it. And number three, words and actions are what create trust. Watch what you say and watch what you do closely and be intentional with your efforts. We'll see you next week. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.